Epiphany is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. It's the day that the wise men came to worship Jesus. And sometimes I think that we we start uh, Christmas things uh, before Thanksgiving. And by the time we get to Christmas, we're kind of wore out. And then you come to church uh, in January, and I'm still talking about it. But can we ever stop talking about Jesus and his birth? We can't. So today, for just a few moments, we're going to have lunch today. And we want to welcome everybody to come and be with us in, in lunch. And, uh, and, uh, but we have great food downstairs. The, I, think that, I think that the coming of the wise man has not had the amount of teaching that it should have. Because without the wise men coming, we would not have Christ. Because he came for the Jews, and so God gave them the sign in the sky to follow the star and to come. And so they are Gentiles. They're from the east. They're Gentiles, and they came to worship the Christ. And you notice there's a lot of changes when you uh, read this portion. And this is Matthew 2, if you'd like to turn in your Bibles this morning, because we're going to be brief today. We read the whole story in our... um, in our devotion, and it is Epiphany, and I want to share this important event with you. Epiphany means that there was a manifestation, a revelation of Jesus to the Gentile people. We are the Gentile people. And so God not only called uh, Jesus to be the Savior of the Jews, but he called him to be the Savior of all people, and especially of the Gentiles as he came to visit us. I can't impress upon you enough this morning the divine revelation that it is that the wise man came. Can you even, there's so many questions. Who were they? Why did they even follow the star? They were astrologers. They saw in the heavens a star. And if there's ever any example in scripture that is a great example of faith, it's the wise men. They got on camels. They had to travel at night because, after all, they were following a star, right? So they had to follow, go, to, go through these barren places at night in dangerous places when there was many thieves and problems and difficulties. And yet they followed. They had faith in their heart that this star meant something. It had a, a manifestation in it that they desired to follow it. I I wish today that the church of Jesus Christ could have that manifestation in them, that they would want to follow the star, they want to follow the power of God that is revealed. Do you know that the Spirit of God is revealed perpetually in our lives? They talked of an accident that God spared them from. A few weeks ago, God spared us from one. God is moving and he is alive and well and there's anointing in the hearts of God's people. But we don't have the faith sometimes to go like the wise men. They didn't even know a God. They just followed the stars. But when the Spirit of God spoke to them through the star, they began to follow the star. And this is not happenstance, church. In Micah, the prophets of the Old Testament prophesied that there would be a star. It's over here in in Micah, or um, in Numbers, and it says, There shall come a star out of the east, and there shall be a ruler, and a scepter shall rise. You know, this this is prophetic word. 
If you ever want to know what God wants to do in your life, just open up the Word of God because there's prophecy. There's a live prophecy in the Word of God. And God said, there's going to be a star. Well, they read that in the Old Testament. They knew it, but, you know, they didn't have any understanding of what that meant. And then and Micah said, he'll be born in Bethlehem. I mean, this is Old Testament. This is before any of this ever happened. By faith, the prophets prophesied. You know, we need prophets today that will begin to stand up and exhort the word of God by faith. You know, we don't always know where we're going to go. We don't know where our life is going to end. We don't know what decisions that we're going to make. But God is always working behind the scenes for us. And I want the church today to see the power and the revelation of the wise men that would set out and come hundreds of miles They could not go through Samaria because there was war between the Jews and the Samaritans. So they're traveling uh, through this uh, wilderness uh, season where they don't even know where they're going. And they have to go around Samaria. So they added several hundred miles to their journey by camel following a star. Want to talk about faith, church? I mean, let's talk about faith. This is an example, a heathen example of faith. These people did not know God. They didn't have the promise of salvation. They didn't have the promises of God like we have them in the New Testament. But they set out to do what the Spirit of God was leading them to do. And sometimes we do things we don't even know what we're doing because God is leading us and he's guiding us. So I I want us to see the miraculous hour, this historical moment when God revealed himself to the Gentiles. They brought gifts. God desires our gifts. We don't have to bring gold and frankincense and silver. All we have to do is bring ourselves and be faithful unto him and experience the faith. You know, once Jesus came, once Jesus came, he was not a baby when the wise men came. If you read the scripture, it says they called, they came to visit the young child in the house. So, you know, he, we, he shouldn't be in the manger. There's another Jesus that's supposed to be there that's not in the manger. But, you know, we are so conflicted today. There's so many things that have happened and changed today. But you understand that we need to understand that the power and the, and the revelation and the manifestation of God's word is so powerful. You know, we see that they they had they heard the the prophetic word, and now we see it revealed in it. Theologians are all different in how far it was, but it was hundreds of miles that they traveled. Would you travel a hundred hundreds of miles, not knowing you know what was at the end, not knowing what the star meant, not understanding? But they had it in their heart that this there was a king born, the star revealed to them that there was a king of the Jews born. And when they got to town, they opened their mouth and they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And Herod said, well, we're not having another king. And Herod said to them, find out where is this king born? You know, and even the world has an understanding of God. You know, we don't we don't recognize that. But whether they know it or whether they don't, they were born by God. The breath of God was in them, and they have a knowledge that they can that they can draw on if they will turn to God. And so these heathen kings that were coming under the manifestation of God, what a miracle, what a historical moment. 
and it's so often looked over and it's very rarely preached on. If you, if I asked how many have heard that preached on besides in here, because we do every year, because it's a season to lift up Jesus. It's a season to know that Jesus is for all people. He's not just for the Jews. Epiphany is a manifestation of Christ to us. If you don't hear anything else today, understand that we have had a manifestation that Christ wants to live in us. He says, I am the vine. What? You are the branches. And he lives in us. So the theologians of the day, they didn't have a lot of understanding of what was going on. Neither did the kings. But they arrived and they met the Christ child. How awesome is that? You know, God wants all people to know him. And sometimes we look along, look around and we see our enemy nations and we, we don't like them. But you know what? God likes all people and God comes for all people. And we need to have a, a prayer in us that, well, the big question was, where is he that's born king of the Jews? And King Herod was very jealous. That's, that's something that happens in our lives sometimes especially amongst Christians because they got certain ones have jobs and others don't have jobs and and certain pastors have large congregations and certain pastors have small congregations and all these kinds of things burn in us to keep us online with what God wants to do in our life so the they said, where is he born king of the Jews? And they said, well, the Bible says, or they didn't say the Bible, probably the Torah or something. They said, it is born in, in Bethlehem of Judea. And the king said, well, when you find them, you come back and tell me. See, they had to, they had to have a discerning spirit. You know, church, we need a discerning spirit. We need to discern what is right and what is wrong and what decisions we make and where we go and what we do and what we say. And they had to make a decision that they would be faithful to follow that star until they found the king, because that was in their spirit to do that. The Bible says in verse 10, when they saw Matthew 2, verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I always think that's that's mystic to me because they're rejoicing with great joy. But why? What do they know? They don't know until they see the Christ. And when they see the Christ, they have the revelation of Christ. And church, I believe that there is a great um, band of people in Christianity that doesn't really have the revelation of the manifestation of God. That he wants to come and he wants to live in us and he wants to lead us and guide us. And if he calls us to go 400 miles on foot, we need to be faithful to do that. And, and my message was going to be on faith. So I'm, I'm mixed up with faith and I'm mixed up with, with what the wise men are doing. But I tell you, it's a great, great example of faith. And they, they were, were not born again. They didn't have the spirit of God in them. But there was a knowledge in them. There is a depth in them. The Bible says that the spirit of God is born in the heart of a child. And so we have that, that promise. So when the wise men arrived, they went to the house. They didn't go to the shed where they were born. But they went to the house. They visited with a young child. And they gave gifts. God still looks for gifts in his people today. Not gifts of gold and silver. Gifts of our lives. Gifts of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You can see the bulletin was set in motion today to talk about the fruit of the spirit. To have faith to believe that the fruit of the spirit can live in us. And that we can be a strong branch that is connected to the vine. 
So I want to say to the church this morning that we cannot waver. Can you imagine how they felt when they started out and they were in the dark and they were watching the star and they talked with themselves and wondered what were they doing? But they were astrologers. They were they were curious and they followed what was in their heart to do. And I want to ask the church this morning, do we follow what is in our heart, not what is in our heart, in our fleshly heart, but what is in the heart of God that lives in us. What does God want with us? Where does he want us to go? What does he want us to do? He doesn't just want us to be saved. He wants us to use that salvation to benefit the kingdom of God. And so when they saw the star, they rejoiced, and they must have had a total manifestation of who this Christ was because God wanted to give him to us, and I, I would never forget that. Never forget that when the, somebody says epiphany, it's not just a strange word. It, it, it is the word that says that there is a manifestation of God revealed to His people. The Bible says Herod said, "Come, tell me when you find this king. Tell me when you find him." You know, the enemy is always working. He's always out to hassle God's people. But you know what? It gives us strength and power and faith to just surge on, soldier on in the midst of all the things that we have to go through. They had to go through deep places, dark places, dangerous places, but they never gave up. They never stopped. They never questioned. This is something that we do a lot is question things that that we don't understand. But verse 16 in chapter 2, when Herod saw that he was mocked because God spoke to them, they just came to meet Christ, and then they have the manifestation. They should not go and tell the king. Isn't that awesome? You come to salvation, and God reveals his power and his presence to you as you come to salvation. And so they knew that, that God did not want them to go back to, the, to, to Herod. And the Bible says, and when Herod saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then this was fulfilled that was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation, weeping, and mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. You know, that spirit of hate and the murder of children is still in the earth today. It was there in Moses' day. They, they killed all the children hunting for Moses. It's there in this day when they killed all the children hunting for Jesus. What will our generations be with all the abortion that's going on? And I tell you something, the spirit of the Lord is more powerful today than it's ever been. And God is going to deal with those people who murder our children. But make no mistake, our children are in eternal life. And there will be a whole host of children that we will meet in eternal life. Epiphany is a moment of thought, a moment of stop, a moment of awakening. And, you know, every, every church should be preaching this message of epiphany, of the wise men, of a coming to the Gentiles. We're not just here because we're white people or we're nationality, certain nationalities. We're, we're not here because of all that. 
we're here because the Spirit of God breathed his breath into our life. And he came within us, whether we serve him or whether we don't. There's the Spirit of God, a breath of God that is in every entity. And God wants to manifest himself to them. We are long past having a manifestation that God desires us to have. God desires the Christian body of Christ today to have a manifestation of who he is, that we are able to go forth in the fruit of the Spirit and the power of God and the anointing, and we are able to speak words of wisdom in season. We're able to heal the sick. We're able to extend our hands of prayer and know that God will hear us when we pray. It's interesting to see that God moves through humans to fulfill his will. Think of that. He moves through you, flesh, humans, to do his will. He moves through the kings. He moved through all through the testament. He moved through the prophets. They, they all prophesied. All the prophets prophesied that there had been this Messiah. They thought there was going to be a Messiah. They didn't understand what a Messiah was. They read about it. They had the revelation from God. Old Testament is all revelation of God. You want to know about God and who he was, you can read the Old Testament. If you want to know about his son who gave to us, which is much easier than the Old Testament living, and he gave us grace and peace and mercy and promise, oh, the promises that he has given us. And I told the church this this morning that Epiphany brings a faith message to us that you can start out where you don't know where you're going. You can start out when you don't think you have the anointing or the power to do it. But if you put your trust in God and if you have eyesight to see the manifestation of who he is and the power of who he is and what he can do in your life, you can do exploits for the kingdom of God. All the exploits is not in the pulpit. There's exploits in the pew. There's exploits in the street. There's exploits when you speak a word in season, and that word changes somebody's whole life. God wants the church to get busy. God wants the church to discern what is ahead that we'll be prepared and ready, that we, we won't just want think about ourselves and what we need and about all the bills and all the groceries and all the prices that are going up, but we'll be thinking, God, strengthen me for this occasion, that I might be a bold and proud witness of who you are and that I can bring light and love and joy to people even in the midst of chaos. Our world is in chaos, church, and the world is hurting And they need to know about Jesus. And God is going to give us an abundance of opportunities in this new year. If you hear this message today, if you desire a divine manifestation of the Spirit of God in your life and you ask him for it, you know, whatever you ask for, he's going to answer you. And if you will ask him for that, you will begin to grow in power. It's time that the church of Jesus Christ moved from childhood into adulthood, into the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that we set out to do what God tells us to do, whether we know how to do it or not. Amen? I never knew I would ever pastor a church, but you know what? When God is in it, God does it, and he'll help you, and your trust is in him. Somebody said, well, I I know this pastor said, such pastor or evangelist is, is so anointed of God, and I just would like to have that anointing. Listen, I'll tell you how to get the anointing. First of all, be faithful to God. 
Second of all, read the Word of God. The Word of God is anointed. And if you want to be an anointed evangelist, anointed preacher, anointed elder, deacon, church member, what you need is the power and the anointing of the Word of God in your life because the Word is life. There is no life outside of the Word of God. The world is sad and in debauchery. They don't know it. They don't know why they're the way they are because they have not called on God or yielded to the Spirit of God that is in them. And God constantly is nudging his creation to serve him. We're living in a day that's so sad because our world is going against the very creation of God. And we will pay the price for that. So we who are loving God and trusting God and have a manifestation of God in our life, we need to be ready to give a word in season because this year we're going to have opportunities to encourage people. You can see people in the marketplace and meet them passing them in the row, in the in the aisle and you know they need the Lord. You know they need the Lord. Maybe you just say to them, well, have a good day, something like that. Just open a conversation and see what God will do. He will give you an opportunity. There will be a burst of a manifestation in you. And like the star that came and the wise men saw it. And they said, whatever that is, we're going to follow it. And when you have that manifestation in your spirit. And you fall in love with God. Really deep in love with God. Like you did the day he forgave you of your sins. And you have a plan in your heart to be worthy of the kingdom of God. The kings were not worthy. They, they didn't know anything. But when they pursued God, he gave them a manifestation of his presence. I don't know about you, but I want a manifestation of his presence. I want to see him manifested in the church. I want to see him lifted up higher than all of the advertisements. I want to see him lifted up higher than all the other things that that turns our eyes away. I'd love to just see the church of Jesus Christ come into the house and just bow before him and understand that we are in the presence of a holy God and we, we, we just have a manifestation. You know, I love to come to the church. I can get up in the morning with a horrible headache. But when I open the door and I come into the church, I feel the power and the presence of the Lord that lingers in his house. But you have to discern that. You have to you have to have an understanding. You have to go with that excitement in your heart that I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to come into his presence. It, it can it can be a place in Mexico with dirt floors and no windows, but you feel the power and the presence of God. Some of the the greatest experiences that I've had in the spirit have been in those little huts in Mexico because the people had nothing but God. And I tell you something, church, God may bring us to that, that we have nothing but him so that we will serve him. On 9-11, they, they, the, this, the swamp stood out on the steps and, and sang, God bless America. You know, but did they live like God bless America? No. And have they lived like it after? No. God wants to bring a move to our country like we've never seen before, like the Azusa Street. Not not like it, but even higher and better and more powerful than it. God has something in store for his people that we've never experienced. I want it. I want the power of God. I want the manifestation of his presence. I want people to be humbled and bow before God and understand that when they come to his house, 
They've come into his presence in a special way. You live in his presence. He lives in you. But when you get together, think of the power here. Think of the dynamite, dynamite power that's here as we pray and seek God for our nation. And I, I pray today that you will have an experience. I pray that you will never forget the message of the kings coming. Um, maybe there was three, but there was probably 40, 50, 60. There was many kings. They, they had so much wealth with them that it wasn't even necessary to talk about the frankincense and the myrrh because they was loaded with gifts for him. And God is expecting his church in this year ahead to be loaded with the gifts. The gifts of the Spirit need to be loosed in the church. The exhortation of the power of the Word of God needs to be in the church. Church, We have programs. We have plans. We have parties. We have all those things. But, oh, God looks for the day that we all bow before him with a manifestation of the star of Bethlehem that says, come to me. I'm going to do something supernatural in your life. This it was a historical awakening when the wise man came to visit the Christ. And it should be preached about. It should be... It should be lauded all over the world because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get out of our our zones, our comfort zones, and go to find his presence in a supernatural way. And, and it will happen. It will happen as the church bands together for the cause of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you today. Father, even though this was not planned, we know that it was what you desired. And I pray, Lord, that everyone within the sound of my voice, Father God, that they will never cease to celebrate the birth of Christ and the moment that he came to the Gentile people, the moment he sent them clear across the desert areas through the dangerous places that we might have the Christ child. Thank you, Jesus, today we will always cherish the power of your word in our life. Anoint your people, Lord, to be voices for you in this day, I pray. We just give you thanks, O oh God.